in 2012, writer Jason Aaron embarked on a quest to reshape the God of Thunder for the modern age. Together with superstar artists like Isad Ribic, Russell Dodderman, and more, Aaron would take readers on a journey into mystery, and the mightiest Avenger would never be the same. The Geeksplained Book Club proudly presents The Days of Thunder. Welcome back to the best book club in the multiverse. This is the latest session of the Geek Explain Book Club and part 10 of the Days of Thunder, where every single Friday I, alongside my fellow Warriors 3, are going through every single issue of every single volume of Jason Aaron's Thor. This week, we are going into the conclusion of the Jason Aaron saga with his four-issue miniseries, King Thor. I am your host, uh, the god of telling stories, Eric Azana, and I am joined by the only two men who I would trust to restart an entire universe through sheer will and stubbornness to not die. He is the god of bombs, the god of inadequacies, the god of really anything you want him to be he's lived so long and now he is the master of the library of omnipotent city it's jacob brown what who said that i'm so old (laughs) he is the man who will not die no matter how many times you defeat the necro sword it's malcolm russell nelson god just let me die (laughs) (laughs) gentlemen we have made it we are here at the conclusion of the days of thunder how do you guys feel we've gone through 10 weeks now of jason aaron's thor run and i'll say for me this has been an incredible ride yeah uh it's 10 weeks but it's seven years worth of content so yeah yeah, never say we didn't do nothing for you. We, we crammed seven years of content into ten weeks. Ten weeks, though. Yeah. Listen, at you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we are putting out more po- more podcasts per capita than anybody around. You're welcome. So suck it, Kev Smith. <laughs> yeah, like this is the most I've actually read uh, in like a whole run of something since like I probably I, I think like probably either. Uh, invincible or something like that from the last time we did this because uh that's like because invincible is like what 12 years old like 12 years in the oh, making God, that's like it's like, a long time that's, that's, that's a, a long, long time, time. Yeah. yeah that's 2004 but, to like 2000 like 18 19 yeah it's a long time long time so like yeah from I mean, that, that to this eight? this felt heavier (laughs) this felt a lot heavier than that you know uh especially dealing with a a a marvel event that spanned across all the books this was really cool this is just a lot (laughs) it's a great run 
it's I, I still think it's the best store run just in general uh same yeah Gen- genuinely yeah this was like one of the, this is the best yeah. stuff if it's, it's not the best. the best it's most certainly my favorite for sure yeah yeah. Um, and this was, listener, I'm going to pull the curtain back a little bit. This was a daunting task. When I, we are used to covering like six to seven issues per <laughs> week. When I laid out the full setup of what we were planning on doing, I could feel Malcolm and Jacob go, we're reading how much in how little <laughs> of time. But thankfully, they were both worthy and up to the task. And it's been a ride. I've really enjoyed it. And I've really enjoyed revisiting and even reading some stuff that I hadn't read in this, uh, in this series really, really good. Yeah. It was really cool to see like, um, um, definitely the tie-ins for like war of the realms and stuff, things that like Mm -hmm. I did books that I didn't even think were a part of that too. Um, uh, the, uh, the, the scope and scale of like how very fantasy filled this whole um, story was integrated into uh, uh, the Marvel universe was, it was a delight. It was absolutely a delight to see some like uh, this kind of uh, this kind of lore leak into the Marvel, uh, the Marvel verse and some new things as well. I, I love that we uh, began with this villain that was seem incomparable uh, and we end with it again <laughs> um it kind of it's kind of uh i love the symmetry of that that's like my favorite part of this whole run yeah 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 it is uh yeah it's it's kind of crazy i i it it hit me really hard at some places and i was surprised at how much this whole endeavor has meant and felt um this is it's one of the one of my favorite books i've ever covered on the podcast like whether it's main podcast or book club like i love this shit it's so so good now as we turn our attention to the end of all things the end of the jason aaron run we are checking out the four issue miniseries king thor and we talked about this last week and we've off mic been talking about this multiple times We've been a little nervous for this one mm-hmm. because yeah, yeah. Uh, um, J- Jacob, this was your first time reading this, correct? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Malcolm and I read it when it was coming out and we did not like it. And <laughs> so I was very nervous on how this was going to play out. And I guess... Without further ado, let's find out how it did play out. Dun, dun. Chung chung. So we open up on King Thor chapter one, Twilight of the Thunder God. And we pick up in an omnipotent city. We haven't been here in a while, and we see that we are joined by our favorite recurring characters in the series, the goddesses of thunder, granddaughters of Thor. Frig, Atley, and Elisiv, our wives, making their way through, uh, through the library, the halls of all-knowing. They're trying to find something to stop whatever is coming because they know that the universe is dying, it is growing dark, and as they are trying to find a book that might be able to help them, they come across 
the High Librarian. Shadrach, our <laughs> boy. Man. Still alive. Still alive somehow. Take that Meshach and Abendigo. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Wow. I've waited. <laughs> I've sat on that shit. What a reference. <laughs> oh my God. I've sat on that shit. The pull, great <laughs> yeah. pull. If you would have told me that I would be 31 years old and be excited to make a Shadrach, Meshach, and a Bendigo, <laughs> 10 year old me would have understood, but anybody else would not. Oh my god, they're like, What are you talking about? <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's really fun to find Shadrach again, and I think this is our first indication besides the art that we're heading back to the where we all started with the God of Thunder series by Jason Aaron and Asad Ribic. And Asad Ribic is back on art and I mean he's fantastic. Even it's if it's so a good. story that some of us might not love, the art is immaculate. He can draw. He sure can. Yeah. He, that that guy can draw. Let me tell you something. And so we see that Shadrach is the only one surviving in Omnipotent City. He is the Lord High Alt librarian, and he doesn't even remember what he was the god of. And Same, Shadrach. Same. <laughs> pretty quickly, uh, we find out that it's not going to really matter because he's about to be murdered by some necro-ravens, which means now we flash back as King Thor fights against his oldest enemy. Hey yo, what's up, man? <laughs> it's your boy Loki. I'm playing. It's pretty crazy. Here we go. So we find that uh, Loki, the Necro God, has returned. He has laid waste to Asgard, and he is here to take Midgard and everything his brother ever loved. And so we get Fuck Midgard, dog. <laughs> I'm gonna take this shit. I want to poop on your couch, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even fucking know Thor <laughs> oh, um, so they proceed to battle and it's just a big old battle they fight across the universe and they land on this planet and this is one of the most metal things you can, you can have critiques about this and we will trust me we'll get there but this is one of the coolest scenes where Thor realizes what planet he's on and then he's like oh shit so he throws Mjolnir to the nearest sun and when it comes back it's covered in fire and Loki's like yo you threw your hammer at the sun to think thinking that you're gonna like burn me like stop dude and he's like no I think this is gonna hurt and then the uh the narration goes the universe is dying and this planet is a sign of its disease, a gangrenous world that oozes jellied acid like pus, a planet of napalm. And he fucking strikes the hammer, gigantic explosion. So fucking cool. Shatters Yo. like half of the planet, pretty much, basically. Pretty much destroys the planet, kind of, don't you think? Yeah. Basi basically. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie, I burned my biscuits a little bit. Burnt my biscuits just a touch. Fucking singed me. And so we see that uh, Shadrach is 
hanging on to the last shreds of life as the goddesses of thunder are battling against the necro ravens they all merge together uh power ranger style into one giant necro megazord raven yep and as it seems like this thing is going to feast on us um we get shadrach who gives them a book and says get out of here uh my girl Elisiv has a shard of the bifrost which can take them anywhere it's like their own little miniaturized bifrost and he goes i just remembered what i'm the god of and he opens up a book and it's just filled with bombs that's so sick <laughs> it's so awesome. That's, awesome that's the best moment right there because you gotta good believe protocol. that's not the only book that he has filled with bombs no at some point no. over over the millennia no That's, my man is yeah. like john wick where like john wick goes to the library yeah. to like, <laughs> got a book and it's got like all of his shit in it and like a picture of his wife this, this is how shadrach is but it's just with bombs yeah <laughs> bombs and, like little drop like dead drops everywhere that he goes okay so we're saying Wendy, thor five shadrach <laughs> played by keanu reeves yeah Oh well, my god. Awesome. I know bombs. Oh. My name is Shadrack. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Killed my dog. It's so and then like a uh, telephone booth just shows up and like all of a sudden he's like, Whoa, dude, we gotta go face the music, yo. <laughs> and it's actually Fuckboy Thor and young yes. Shadrack poke yes. our heads out of the booth. Wow, yes. stallions. <laughs> Thor takes his axe. It's an actual like guitar with like guitar strings on the axe. Again. It's called Yarn Booty. <laughs> yarn Boom. Yarn bo- oh, Yarn Boom. That's good. Like, like we addressed last week, we don't need more Fuckboy Thor stories. But we will never say no to more fuckboy Thor stories. It's true. It's true. And so the daughters escape. Shadrach blows up on Omnipotent City. The fight between Loki and Thor continues. At By one the way, point, real quick, this like image of Loki like like digging into Thor. It's very a little. It's too much of a good angle, wouldn't you agree, Malcolm? Yo, you talking about my taint being on the screen right now, bro? Yeah, yeah. Yo, bro. Welcome back to Crazy. Below the Belt After Dark with Necro Malcolm. As hey, we... yo, let me tell you, it's crazy. <laughs> Are you even wearing anything under all that black? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. And so we it's see thin, another man. super metal moment as loki slices open thor's stomach his entrails spewing out of him and so he invincible yes yes and so he again very invincible takes his entrails wraps them around loki's neck and then wraps more of it around mjolnir and just shoots it off to the sun so he's just saying they're openly just bleeding out taking one of his intestines, probably the larger one, just for the tensile strength, and mm. sending Loki into the nearby sun of this uh, of this galaxy. It's metal as hell. Yeah. But we see that not even that will kill Loki. And no, he you can't touch this on. shit, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm impossibly strong, bro. This, this Negro power, let me tell you, man, it really fixed everything <laughs> up. 
it got me looking good. I'm looking fresh. I got some new Yeezys on my feet. <laughs> like I'm listening to the new Dre album. It's a good time, man. <laughs> you can't stop me, Thor. I'm gonna come right back out of that sun. I'm gonna fuck your shit up, dog. I knew I, I recognized those black wings. Those were mm-hmm. absolutely Yeezy fives. Yeah, they Yeezy fives, bro. <laughs> they Yeezy fives God edition. It's pretty tight. It's no big deal. I had to stand in line for like two hours to get them, but it was pretty worth it. Worth it for limited edition. Only 250 of those made in the entire world. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so Loki is in the midst of killing Thor back on Midgard as Mjolnir tries to escape the sun. When all of a sudden we get a big old blade, a very familiar blade. Stabbed oh, through Loki. It's in my chest, man. <laughs> I think I'm dying. And as he falls, we see that the wielder of that blade is Gore, the god of God butchers. Yes. <laughs> Gore is back, baby. Oh, my God. I've been waiting for this. <laughs> I was waiting for this to happen. Like, See, I really was. <laughs> this is where my problem begins. Malcolm, yes, tell I'm it so to happy. talk to him. I don't like that Gore is back. I think that his story, I think two things. One, his story ends really perfectly. I think it's a very fitting ending for him. For sure. At the end of the God Butcher story. But B, I think he has way more impact on the series if he's not there. Because even beyond the God Butcher series, I think his impact is so strong. It's felt throughout the, the entire rest of, rest of his run. Yeah, it is. It is the it is the like you know operating system of the run. Like it's just the theory of the run. Yeah, and I think sure. it's so strong with him not there that for him to come back, it's really disappointing for me. Like, <laughs> and and to counter with that, because uh, for me, it was just like he is. He made such an impression throughout this run. Uh, that I was expecting him to come back. Like I thought, remember like when uh, uh, I thought uh, I, I was fully expecting him to come back when like uh, um, when the, what was it? The uh, War Thor was coming out or something like mm. that. I thought maybe like possibly Gore was the War Thor or something like that. Or that would have been uh, fucking wild. Yeah, that and also in War of the Realms, the the, the cover of the the, uh, the omnibus, the cover of uh, Malekith with like the the venom um, yeah. suit all yeah. over him. I thought he got the Necro Sword, and I was like, oh shit, this is going to be an ultimate final battle because he's got the Necro Sword, and now he can't be he, he's unstoppable. But it turned out to just be the Venom suit, and I was like, huh, that's weird. Why is Gore not back in this? Are we really not bringing him back from all this? And then here we are. Yeah. Like, I, I think this. I think if anything, if they brought him back at the end of War of the Realms, which would be a little messy, but if they brought him back at the yeah. end of War of the Realms to butcher the now god Malekith, you know, who's yeah. at god level, like, I think that would be interesting. Yeah. But I, I also wouldn't want that either. I, I don't know. It, it really bums me out that he's back. I don't it, know. It does fair. It does fair because it, it is fair because like what you fear the monster, you fear the unknowing of the monster itself. Right. Uh, rather yeah. than the actual Way more monster. powerful. Yeah, yeah, I I totally agree with that. I just like I just was expecting this. <laughs> That's fair. I wasn't expecting this, and I remember the first time that I read this, I did not like it. Yeah. Yeah. I was not about bringing him back because I thought the battle between Thor and Loki itself was strong enough to warrant, maybe not like, you know, four issues, but like the two of them battling each other at the end of time, it it's what made sense for the See, story. and I also don't yeah. like that either. 
That's fair. Because, That's I mean, fair. you end like Jason Aaron's like proper timeline Thor stuff with like, oh, now Loki is the king of the Frost Giants. You know, he's finally got his throne. It's not the one he wanted, but he's finally got a throne. Yeah. And as we've seen, especially since, you know, Thor oh, yeah. don't really have the rivalry thing. You know, I, I think we can at least pretend yeah. that there's some kind of pretense yeah. of, oh, yeah, they're not going to start scrapping again. Yeah. As opposed well, hey. to 30, 30 minutes later, be like, oh, right. And in the future, they're coming to blows for the final conflict. That took countless years to get to that point. And you yeah. know, people hold grudges sometimes. Yeah. I will. Plus, I, yeah. There is something that I really love about just evil Loki. Yeah. Yeah, no. I, 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 I like I like anti-hero Loki as much as the next person, but I still do love like mustache twirling evil Loki. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this gave us a taste of it again. This, and and yeah, this should have been just been uh, just been Loki the entire time without Gore. With Gore out of the equation, this should have just I, been all Loki. I do think it would be a stronger thing. Yeah. 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 yeah like what happens with gore and everything like that should have been just loki doing all of that basically because this is because this is ultimately loki just doing his same exact thing again yes of i have a plan my plan blows up in my face but if you're gonna have this be like the final conflict between these two have him actually have a plan that would work Mm -hmm. (laughs) like have him have a plan that wouldn't stab himself in the back (laughs) i don't know the the way that loki usually goes as a wise uh, leonard snart once said you know Make the plan, Make plan, execute the plan, execute plan, see the plan go wrong, plan throw, go away wrong. throw away the plan. <laughs> Fuck. God, he's what a so great good. portrayal. What a so great good. portrayal of a character. <laughs> it's so good. It's a, I'm, uh, there's part of me that's actually sad that it's ending with nine seasons. Um, it's yeah. been nine seasons. I wanted it to go to ten. I wanted it to that's make fair. I didn't want it to go longer than Arrow, so I'm a little mad that it is. <laughs> it started after Arrow, so it, it made sense to me. And it's going longer. And I'm that's like, how it should. They they pass the torch. Anyway, the Arrowverse is dead. Let's move on to chapter two <laughs> of dead. King um, Thor. With the most prototype-looking cover. Absolutely it is. Yeah. That's the thing, is that the Necro Sword has just become the prototype Doing some weapon. praying mantis bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, reading this Loki specifically, I can only hear Richard E. Grant. One hundred yeah. Y'all see that action figure that they oh, yeah. announced? Yeah. That's a day a, one pre-order for me. What a, what a wacky bad wave that is. <laughs> it's a wave of like characters that all would be like the sixth or seventh character in a wave. And they made a whole wave of them. You know it's what? It's all, it's all to get to Khonshu. They just want to make I that know, That's the thing. That's so weird. And then on the other on the other side of things, McFarlane's doing a whole Arkham City line about 12 years too late. I, uh, <laughs> that's so disappointing because i've been so into those figures and that that sucks who who wants that what's arkham i don't know what that is anymore so chapter two <laughs> of king thor gore and the last of the gods um we see that gore is alive again we get the explanation that he died inside of the all black as we saw at the end of uh the god butcher mm-hmm. arc but that when the Necrosword was brought back by Loki, he was brought back alive. It's a jump in logic, but at this point, I mean, we're at the end of the universe. So a, uh, a suspension of disbelief is, is assumed here. 
I like that the logic is just I am, he is, you are, he is, you are, me as we are all together. <laughs> Cuckoo Kachu says gore. I think that's an interesting choice. <laughs> I also do love that Loki definitely has the Richard E. Grant design, the classic Loki design. Mm-hmm. Yep. With the helmet, the green and the yellow. Mm-hmm. Yep. I do A little bit that. of an older face. Yep. Yep. Like it's Richard E. Grant. Yeah. I mean, it, th- there's no ponytail, which is really disappointing. Ah, uh, yeah. Can't that have it all. Can't the, have it all. The, the, ne- the Necro Sword was like his ponytail, wasn't it? Kind of like for at one point. That's Maybe. true. Maybe. Yeah. That's, That's probably sexy. how Mike Del Mundo drew it. Yeah. Ooh. You're right. <laughs> so th- there's also a great moment where he basically, Gore puts both Thor and Loki on the little... Uh, crosses that on we saw yeah. yes yes because exactly. i don't know if you all watched logan but if you slightly tilt across it's also <laughs> i don't want to spoil that for anybody but if you slightly tilt across it does become an x crazy shit changed my life uh, how do people say logan is better than the wolverine that blows my mind <laughs> I mean, I'm, as a film, it's better than the Wolverine. Oh, I don't think ten, so. Ten I times think it has better. a better ending, but I don't think it's necessarily better. Mm. The Wolverine is great. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not. The Wolverine is a very underserved film. How many oh, other X Men films have a bullet train sequence? I rest my case. How many other uh, movies in general will have characters speaking in another language and put you in the seat of the main characters that you don't understand what they're saying? Purposefully. Great. It's That's cool as hell. Logan in Japan. Still Logan in Japan. Good movie. <laughs> uh, speaking of good shit that never gets old, uh, King Thor hits Gore with the Napa laser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. That's exactly it. Straight up what it is. Uh, yeah. Which is, again, just metal as fuck. And so we see uh, Thor is able to call back Mjolnir and he brings with him Thanos's sword for a second i so i don't know what this is it's so, odin's it's odin's sword guys but odin, is it odin's odin, sword? But odin yeah. never used a sword he was the he was, it the was stabby staff guy i think it was I a, thought, it was it was given to like uh loki or something like that um, i thought the sword was the bifrost sword but then you oh. look at the designs and they're not but it's, very it's similar definitely not no yeah I, no. I don't know what this is and they make it seem like we're supposed to uh, i don't yeah. know uh, Either I way, he's was, got Mjolnir. I could not yeah. figure it out whatsoever in my life. I think and it was so, Loki's sword that was given to him by Odin because it's mentioned later, I think. But uh, I don't know. Maybe. It, that, I no, no, no. Like that's Odin. a different one. Because he summons sword. a different one. Okay. Yeah. I know which sword I you're talking about. I thought that maybe it was like Hella Sword. It does look just like the Hella Swords from Ragnarok. It looks like a Hella Sword from Ragnarok. Yeah. But that also wouldn't make sense. And why wouldn't you have the helm? You know, so like, right. I, I don't know what this is. Either way, Thor, you know, has that V towards Gore, who does make a gigantic version of Thanos' sword from Endgame. That's true. Apparently, mm. this is the Annihila Blade. Yeah. The Planet Cleaver, the final okay. doom of the gods. And so that battle continues while... Uh, Planet Cleaver, this is stupid. 
it <laughs> leaves planets, man. It's it's it feels very much like two kids playing with toys and trying to top each other. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, yeah, well, I have a force field up. Yeah, well, well I grabbed Mjolnir from the sun and he brought my sword with him. Oh, yeah, well, I just made a sword. It's called the uh planet cleaver. <laughs> it's so big, it cuts planets, it cuts planets in half. So, I, you can't do I, anything I, about this. Like, yeah, well, I have a force field. So. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah, I heave it at you. Try and escape that, you fucker. <laughs> Light years away. Uh, the daughters of the granddaughters of Thor remember that sometimes the best things are not the biggest because Atlee's cleaving things on top of her space shark. And oh, yeah. I will never get tired of watching Atlee on a space shark. Mm-hmm. Space sharks, they're fucked up. Favorite. Space sharks rule. Death mouth! <laughs> and so both of. All three of the granddaughters have made their way to a very specific planet, as we will see in just a moment. Um, I one of my favorite scenes comes next. Loki is still pinned up on the little X cross, and some of the surviving Guardians come up and they start praying to Thor. And Loki is just like, "You fucking idiots! Like, stop praying to him! Like, fuck you!" <laughs> he's he's like, "You guys are stupid! Like, stop praying!" And they're all like. Oh, we'll pray for you as well. He's like, no, stop. Stop it. Stop <laughs> praying. How he's, he's that guy in those memes where it's where it's like, this thing that you like sucks. And then the crowd is just like, gives him a thumbs up and then just keeps talking about it. And he's like, yeah. stop liking things. <laughs> like, that's Loki. And so the battle uh, between Thor and Gore continues. They are cleaving planets. Uh, one point, Thor just chucks his son at Gore. Gore eats it. They continue their fight. And then Loki shows up. Loki wraps Wonder Woman's lasso? Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. He wraps Wonder Woman's lasso around <laughs> Gore's neck. <laughs> no, no. It's, remember, it's, it's, it's the ancient lamentations now. Oh, oh yeah. Oh! You're Zack right. Snyder's Justice League. What a You're right. I forgot. So, oh, God. Um, Gore responds by saying, okay, and he lops off Loki's arm Straight and then tight. shoves both of his tendrils into Loki's eyes, blinding him. So now Thor can say that he's got more active limbs than Loki, I guess. Yeah. Uh, hey, there you go. <laughs> and so the two of them decide, okay, we're going to work together. We're going to fight him. And they are summarily swallowed up by the Necro Ocean. And again, we talked about this way back in part one. I love how Asad Ribic draws darkness. Those brush strokes are incredible. You it's can so see good. the brush strokes. It's so cool. It's it's really you, I've never seen anything like that on the page before. It's like, like the only thing I can like thing. attribute it to is like actually watching artists like do it with like pencil or sharpie yeah, like, yeah. it's great it's wonderful yeah. it looks cool. like it was freshly done right in front of my face it's, pretty, yeah, it's yeah. so cool and we get that really nice moment of thor basically saying like mother never never gave up on you and the two of them reaching for each other as they swallowed up by the darkness uh doing the uh the the reach um, what's that freaking picture? What's that oh, painting? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, oh, like uh, God creating uh, uh, Adam, 
Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, the yeah. one finger in the hand. Like, it's the yeah. reach. I did yeah. not pick up on that. That that's, is a great pull. Yeah. yeah. It's really interesting that that's that the choice. Like, yeah. Didn't these last, that. these two pages, I think, are really beautiful. Rhodes Scholar Malcolm Russell Nelson. There you go. <laughs> I got it from the Negro Blade. I ain't going to lie. It's old, man. It's always <laughs> sleep. <laughs> so, uh, King Thor chapter three, a storm of prayers. We see again, this first page of just the darkness suddenly being lit up by Thor's one good eye. You think that that's what they're hearing? Just Chappelle show reruns inside? Of, oh inside my of god! The I thought Gore was just doing that and just going like darkness. <laughs> I should have. I should have done my first the Necro book instead. <laughs> I'm going to God, bitch, your bitch, and just like stomping his foot <laughs> onto the floor down into the darkness couch. again. <laughs> Fuck yo, mid god. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Never Charlie Murphy, take a bleeding wherever and you are. <laughs> uh, God, uh, bless your soul, Charlie Murphy. God, yeah, are. Charlie Murphy was a fucking genius. <laughs> <laughs> wherever you are, my man. Uh, as Thor is able to fight his way out of the uh, out of the blackness, we do see that Gore asks him what the five fingers said to the face. <laughs> pushes him back into the sea. <laughs> I love that he just holds his head down in it. That's so funny. That's He's like sh- that's like the funniest sh- bit in this whole thing. Shut the fuck up! Shut the fuck up! Shut the fuck up! Shut the fuck up! You're going to sleep now. <laughs> You're going to sleep now. <laughs> and just then, Frigg, Atlee, and Elisiv show up, and this is where we get the <laughs> as they arrive, and they have brought some company with them. It's Dennis Leary. <laughs> Dennis Leary saying, he's not alone. And then he's got a shotgun. <laughs> I got this, Peter. Go. <laughs> Watching him rise out of the ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. With a shotgun. Looking at him. And say, you like Franzi? (laughs) 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 Oh, great. You like Franzi (laughs) now? And he fills him with God lead. (laughs) (laughs) Anytime in a comic, there's a page turn reveal of like someone, but like you get like the word blue at the bottom. That's all I could ever think of. He's not alone. (laughs) God, I love that movie. If there's one thing that movie does right, it's Dennis Leary. It's so good. He's the best. Oh my God. Hope you like Grand Pino. <laughs> oh god. Oh my we <laughs> Okay, but if Dennis Leary had been gore. Oh my god, it would have been something. <laughs> All gods must die. <laughs> <laughs> 
remember what I said, Peter. <laughs> Branzino was right. Branzino was right. <laughs> oh my god! Oh. Remember just like ten minutes of us laughing on this on this like session. Oh my god! Remember how Dennis Leary's in the second one just to be there, like just to look at Peter. He doesn't like, say anything. He just leers. He just leers. Yeah. Dennis leers. All right, Dennis, you're gonna leer here. What? <laughs> so you don't you don't want me to say anything <laughs> like no no you, no, no, no. it says there, literally bro. in the script dennis leers uh, that's it all right you're just gonna stand there bro <laughs> <laughs> don't worry don't worry catering's brought you some branzino don't you worry he was paid, he was paid 10 million dollars just to do all that just to leer no one is more new yorker than dennis leary and i love it <laughs> god damn it that guy's the funniest except specifically uh andrew garfield peter parker that is the most <laughs> new york but only in the second one <laughs> only in the he's second only, one he's only real new york in the second no, one. no no in the first one he says hey i'm swinging here yeah that's what but then in the second one the whole time he's talking like this we don't know <laughs> i love it i love it so much it's my it's favorite wrist, Peter buddy. Parker. It's all on the wrist. I, I love it. <laughs> you, took us to a, you took us to a broom closet? I'm sorry. I didn't take us to the, the, the Bahamas of the hiding places. <laughs> it's Both so of them badgering. I love it like, so much. He what am I, literally sounds Island? like a newsy. <laughs> I know. It's all I want. That's why my favorite moment out of the entire mcu of peter parker is hey buddy i think you lost this as he throws the fucking <laughs> panel in yeah. civil war it's the best yeah, it's awesome. the best spider-man that tom holland ever is that might be the best spider. i might agree with you on that actually. that moment yeah. Yeah. and that, that moment, moment alone yeah i might agree with you yeah <laughs> that moment's perfect oh, man. earlier we see that the <laughs> goddesses of thunder. Oh, right. Have, How did we get to the Dennis Leary of it all? <laughs> How did we get to the Dennis Leary of it all? It's the origin. As we find we out put, that. We should put a disclaimer to skip like, certain. <laughs> we get to hear right now. No. no. Dennis Leary warning. No. no. 10 minutes of it. Warning, uh, maybe Branzino. <laughs> <laughs> Watch oh out for Branzino. God. Watch out for Wild Br Oh, instead of a flying space shark, it's a flying Branzino? Hell yeah. Uh, that's what Deathmouth has been this whole time. I don't know if you noticed from the markings. The red oh, my markings. God. It's just a oh, my God. It is a Branzino. That's how you can tell. <laughs> uh, oh, man. So um, we find out that the planet that the daughters of uh, the granddaughters of Thunder went to was Indigar the very first planet that thor visited that was uh what started off this whole mess this little mm -hmm. girl praying to thor and we see that little girl got us got herself a statue it's pretty cool i love that it's pretty cool that's cool but we see that this planet is thriving like it's not a barren desert anymore like it it looks like literally in this page they're standing in the field of kent farm like they're yeah. standing in the cornfields of kansas mm -hmm. and they recount the story and all of a sudden we remember oh shit that's right when at the end of the god butcher story there were a bunch of gods whose planets were no longer there and those gods needed a home and so thor 
brought those gods to Indigar. And as the three sisters pray, <laughs> Dennis Leary rises out of the ground. <laughs> the god of thorns, the rose father of Indigar. And we see all of the gods of Indigar have arrived. The sky lords of Indigar. They're huge. They're gigantic. And all their designs fucking drive. Yeah, they got good designs. Great designs. The Choir of Many's is, my, is like my favorite. Choir of Many's dope as hell. Yeah. I love all of these names. The Meat Mother is my absolute favorite name. <laughs> I'm actually, I would love to meet the Meat Mother. <laughs> I would. That is a mommy right there. Welcome just back to, to under, under the Hood or, or Below the Belt, <laughs> where uh, Malcolm and Jacob simp for someone called the Meat Mother. Listen, she's wearing like the Lady Gaga like meat dress right now. She it's, is. It's working though. Oh yeah. Uh, we also meet uh, the Prince of so- Pigpen from the Peanuts. <laughs> Pigpen has done what all those Peanuts were eventually destined to do: achieved godhood. <laughs> Just pretty much achieve a dirtiness oh that is God. unfathomable. <laughs> Like, look at us. We're the choir. We're the lady of comments. This is dusty old nigga over here. I'm now forever going to hear whenever I see them rise out of the ground. The <laughs> Christmas time is here. <laughs> Happiness okay. so, so that means that the lady, of, our lady of comments, has to be a little red haired girl. Right? Uh, no. Lady of Comets is absolutely Lucy. What? No. She holds the comet up for someone to kick, and she pulls the comet every time. Yeah. Okay. That's all right. That's fair. That's fair. Then is Meat Mother Peppermint Patty? One hundred percent, because she's the boss. (laughs) She's the butchers. Well, she's the butchers. Get it? That's okay. All right. You sold me. You sold me. And then the rest of them are just the choir of men, are just the kids from the choir yeah. who sing no. that song. Yeah. But since they're all adults now, they also like wah 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 wah. <laughs> Whatever they talk. <laughs> like this is the choir of many. Wah 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 wah. Not now, not now, choir of many. <laughs> and obviously, they're like, the, they're like the wraiths in what we do in the shadows. <laughs> <laughs> And oh obviously, God. the Lord of Roots is Charlie Brown wrapped in Linus's blanket. Yes. Oh, that was good. That's beautiful. That, that's. That, oh my God. That was a pull. That's the peanuts. That's, that's a brilliant. Yeah. That's there the you peanuts. go. All right. That's the peanuts gang. The peanuts so, gods. So yeah, the, the the peanuts gang shows up and starts kicking the shit out of Gore. Imagine that's what's playing. They're just kicking the shit out of this kid. Yeah. So they're they're beating the shit out of him. We do see. We do actually see the the choir of many sing at him. Which I, I think is amazing. That. It's a metal version of like Christmas time is. Oh no! It's still <laughs> choir. Let us sing the praises of gore for the redeemer. <laughs> and he's just like, no. Is this the meaning of Christmas? 
Great pumpkin, save me! <laughs> oh my god! No. That's actually what the Necroblade is. It's the Great Pumpkin. And it's just become all I need to. I need someone to do fan art of Snoopy as Gore with the Great Pumpkin oh, beneath him and the Necroblade. Exactly that's exact, and he's doing it all because uh, Woodstock died. See, Woodstock died. Yeah, this makes sense. It oh, makes sense. This makes so, too much sense. Too we much sense. We have now. I have now done a one eighty, and I now love King Thor. You know what? Yeah, I'm not gonna run Yeah, it's way better. Now we we understanding the lining of what Aaron, uh, what Jason Aaron was trying to write the entire time. He was just trying yeah. to integrate the peanuts into this the whole time. That's what it's been. Marvel Universe. Yeah, that's what it's been, and that's why Gore hates Thor because he's the Red Baron. <gasps> it's oh, in the cape. Oh shit! We just cracked the code. That's so far. We just cracked the code. That's amazing. I think this takes the case in a whole new direction. <laughs> yeah! Dun, 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 dun. So, Don't get fooled again. <laughs> we see that um, all the gods have overwhelmed Gore, and Atli gets the killing blow with Yarn yeah, Boom, <laughs> uh, slicing off his head, and then all of a sudden the sky grows dark, and we realize that Gore's body is just a shell. He has now become the Necroblade. He is now all black. I love the, where did the stars go? He's like, and to me! <laughs> <laughs> it, it's that whole, like, picking up Loki when he's a snake. He's like, oh, sweet, a snake is like, ha Stabs him and then just runs away. <laughs> it was me! The whole time! <laughs> And so uh, Gore has officially become all black and he is honestly good for him. I mean, it comes with a lot of privileges <laughs> churches and Popeye's uh, unlimited red drink. You get a card, a punch card, no matter how many times, if, if you say the N word like 10 times, you get a free sprite. <laughs> free sprite. Free sprite. <laughs> so, it's a two liter bottle too, though. So like, it's pretty good. Um, it, honestly, good for him. You know, it's, welcome to the family, Gore. Like, welcome. Is he invited to the cookout? Oh, he's out. I mean, he's hosting the cookouts now. I guess That's now, since yeah. he is the cookout. Family he is dinner. The- <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to invite it to the cookout. I am the cookout. Family dinner on Sundays. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let me tell you something. I thought I had had good fried okra before until I went to Gore's house. And I had some real good fried okra. Let me tell you. But and I man, have to know, how was the potato good. salad? That man has a gift with potato salad, fried okra, and collard greens. Let me tell you. Oh, my God. <laughs> Nigga makes some good collard greens. Like, holy shit. <laughs> holy shit. So we see. What is this episode? <clears throat> is it an episode of Atlanta? What the hell are we No, yeah. this, hell yeah. this episode <laughs> is a finale worth the Days of Thunder. <laughs> oh, um, my God. We see Loki gets to uh, take the book. One last time. He has one last story to tell. Mm-hmm. And as the gods continue to fight against the end of all things, we see that 
Gore has extended beyond us. He is no longer just all black. He's no longer just the Necroblade. He is all black, the Necroverse. He is, is. That's it. And this page is dope as hell. As much as it doesn't make sense, just Thor, just super small, riding the space shark with an entire universe going to war with him. Yeah. Dope as hell. Yeah, him, uh, it's uh, Gore looking like uh, fucking like V'ger Cloud from Star Trek The Motion Picture. I was going to say looking like Galactus from Fantastic Rise Gore. of Silver Surfer. Rise of Silver Surfer. Yeah. <laughs> A little less poop looking. Just you know, vaguely like, reminiscent of, you know, what, when Silver Surfer goes into the cloud, that vaguely reminiscent yeah. shape of yeah. Gore. Yeah. Which brings us to chapter four. King Thor, what is the spirit of thunder? As uh, <laughs> what is the true meaning how, of thunder? How do you what solve, is the true meaning of Christmas? Yeah, how do you solve a problem like Maria? <laughs> <laughs> like seriously. See, okay, give me a Thor story that's like West Side story. I'm into that shit. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> Thor and Roz. <laughs> Thor and Roz. Oh my god. So it's Thor and Roz. So Okay, so it's Thor and Roz. Loki is what's his name? The fucking dick. Yep. Uh, uh, scratch. <laughs> yeah, I never remember his name, but he's like uh, the best character. What's that story? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's the best friend, right? He's the best yeah, friend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, the like, guy who for the remake should have gotten nominated for an Oscar because that's an unbelievable performance. Oh yeah, absolutely. I still I haven't watched the remake. I've heard heard <gasps> the things, though. It is oh. the best movie I saw last year. It's hard to watch something with Ansel Elgort, man. I I know, I, I know, but they make him kind of not the main character for most of it. Yeah, that's okay. Kind of all right, the nice you'll be part there for it. Maria, and you'll be there for the best friend. Okay, because the best all friend right. like really feels like the main character for a while. Yeah, honestly, you're there for everybody else except for Tony because yeah. you already know Tony's story. That's yeah. basically the movie. Everybody okay. else is incredible. It's, so good. It's so good. It's the best movie I saw last year. Yeah, you know, listeners, I'll give it a watch. I'll report back next week. Yeah, let's know what you think. So, King Thor battles against an entire universe. Great double page spread. Great double page spread. Uh, as he just tries to use the lightning and is just failing. And then we see Loki. See, this is the sword. See, this is yeah. the sword yeah. that he got from Odin. Yeah. And okay. he gets strung up. And we get this great moment. Tore where Loki, you know what I mean? <laughs> where Loki says, uh, I don't need a hammer or two good arms either. I don't even need it. this goat. Sorry, Tooth Nasher. All I need right now, God Butcher, is a word. And as Thor wields the God Tempest to attack the end of all things, we, we get this great moment where the narration says, but in the midst of that roar, there is Loki somehow as loud as the storm, telling Gore a story of every life his brother has ever saved, billions upon billions of them, every war he's ever won or averted, every grand heroic deed, even the ones no one ever knew about, every moment of kindness and valor. Loki knows this story by heart, every word, and he wields it like a knife in the ear of the universe itself. He says, now do you see? Gore was right, but Thor is Thor. And the universe screams. Fucking so meta. good. That's so cool good. as shit. I like, see, I like this portrayal of Loki right here because it fits in very well with the Loki who, you know, spoke to uh, Ego, the living planet, 
yeah the living negro sword you know for like a thousand years or whatever it was brought him down with a whisper yeah brought him down yeah. with a whisper like i i love the loki who is like the god of story stuff and i like that that's mm. you know something that's translated over in the main timeline as well he's no longer yeah. the god of lies he is now the god of stories and like i i i like that portrayal a lot i think that's really cool it's very cool yeah super good and then as we see thor and the body of gore falling from the sky uh loki astride tooth nasher says we still have one last story to tell as he rides into the sun and reignites it mm-hmm. omnipotent city the present day we see uh, a little artist change yeah this one has a bunch of different guest artists which is really really cool this is gabriel walter love me some gabriel walter Mm-mm-mm. jacob whenever you do get to reading that kate's and walter dr strange it is so good that kate's and doc that kate's and uh walter dr strange is amazing and it's beautiful yeah it just looks like this so good so good and we see that the uh the all lord librarian is accosting shadrach for dropping some books off the shelf and then he see this is shade i gotta say this is shade because we see some books that were dropped on the floor while shadrach was dusting and he says oh I see. Never mind. the The floor is just fine for those. And we see the titles of these <laughs> and books. And like half of it is fractions run. <laughs> <laughs> so funny to me. It's so good. It's, it's so, good. so good. And Shadrach's like, no, no, no. Wait a second. Like, this is the Thor section. Like, look at all this stuff. Like, this is got. There's so many issues. There's 725 issues here. <laughs> <laughs> and and a librarian just like any good who threw uh, these omnibuy all over the floor here <laughs> the librarian like any good owner of a comic book shop is just like nah most of it's crap but i think you yeah. should just <laughs> like it's revered or whatever but like, like you could just pick up the new run like you'll be fine <laughs> <laughs> just ignore that and jump into this one as you'll you'll be you'll catch on just don't worry about it you can you'll catch on which is exactly what he does he's just like look some of this stuff hasn't been written yet like We'll get there. And then we see Shadrach pick up one book, Thor, God Cop. Many years later, we see another artist shift. Andrea Sorrentino takes mm-hmm. the helm here as we see that two gods were warring against each other, threatening to strike down each other's uh, followers. And the Thor on the scene with one of the best Mjolnir designs. The Mjolnir... I feel like that's the design that they went with for the game. Yes. Well, Ooh. no, because because it's much shorter. Oh, this it is, is right. It is this shorter. is this more is akin, long, like ultimate. I was yeah. gonna say, yeah, this is like the blend of like ultimate and six one six Mjolnir. Yeah, you're right. And this so we is, see. This is my favorite Mjolnir. Fuck. Really? Yeah, I actually like this one. It's very mythology based. It is for yeah. sure. Like that's... that looks like ancient mythology based Mjolnir, which is like cool. I love also the, looking the futuristic handle. when he's holding it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I love that it's. Store. I love that the handle is a little longer too, because that's sure. actually kind of cool. I like a long handle in a Mjolnir. Oh Agreed. yeah. Agreed. I think we all can agree that a longer handle is worth it's is worth a lot of joy. I just like getting worth my the hands on it, you know. The juice is worth the squeeze. Yeah. Mm. Are we still it's, talking about the the hammer? 
When you're trying to please, the juice is worth the squeeze. When you're trying to please, the juice is worth. I thought we were just gonna start chanting. <laughs> I wanted to see how long I, I you, you guys were gonna. Yeah, I, I, I thought I you guys were gonna go, were go on, on your own. I thought you were. <laughs> I thought you were doing your best, like. Uh, What's his face? The yeah, Johnny oh, Co- uh, Cockrum. Johnny, yeah, Cockrum, yeah. I thought you were doing yeah. this, Johnny Cockrum. That was exactly. me going. I support you from way over here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we do see that Thor is God Cop. He is the one god that can police other gods. Um, we see at one point two, looking at his desk, there's a poster and. It's just Loki from Ragnarok. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> it's my With favorite. With the crown. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we see that he's just responding to some shit. Responding to... And his, Mjolnir is his partner, which I think yeah, is really truly, cool. It, I, again, let's, let's talk about it. a truly terrible costume. <laughs> it's a bad costume. It's a bad costume. He, bad looks costume. Like, he looks like Colossus. I like the <laughs> implementation of a helmet, because I think Thor should always have a helmet. I uh, do like that he has a helmet, but... And he's got I, a little RoboCop eye, I, a little bionic I, eye. I love the uh, Walker Texas Ranger uh, badge on the it. big old badge. Said <laughs> the badge. It's just Oink. making me think of like. <laughs> I would tell. I mean, that's clearly what God Cop would be. Is just Dragnet. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. That's all. Even even starts with Officer Odison. Zeus, Zeus, Chapter Four, Verse Nine. In progress. <laughs> the Archimedes System. That's. People of the system, it's known. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a bad design, but it does give me uh, Secret Wars Thor's Thorcore vibes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which I yeah. love. We also cut to another age, where Sorcerer Satanic Sorcerer Supreme Damon Hellstrom Hell is yeah. responding to the entropy of the universe, drawn by Chris Burnham. Chris this, Burnham returns. This is great. Gotta love a Chris Burnham. <laughs> and we see that Thor has given up his mortal form to be Thor the Thunderworld. Mm-hmm. Which is 100% like a Grant Morrison thing. That's, yes. that's why I love that they got Chris Burnham to draw this. Yeah. Like, that, that's such a nice connective tissue. For oh, sure. Because, yeah, this is absolutely something that they would do. Like, this is a Grant Morrison thing. they they would absolutely come up with what if thor but a planet but a literal planet (laughs) Um, who i guess shoots pieces i'm assuming that's like pieces of mjolnir coming out of the little orbs. yeah it says yeah yeah, they're they're made of yeah rune moons rune moons that's it made of solid solid uru Uru. yeah that's terrifying that is scary and you know what they're doing mjolnir's jane foster thing yeah zipping all over right. the place yeah. with the tight turns right. it's so cool really cool really cool um and then we see another age passes and another new artist uh, is brought in i'm trying to look up who it is gonna look this remember. up uh this is nick patara nick patara thank you yeah uh we see that he's basically <laughs> feral wolverine who after rebuilding his mind uh, in an attack by a psychic frost giant, he lost his mind, became amnesiac, and was raised by the wild beasts of the Winterlands. Thus began the legend of Thor, Lord of the Ice Apes, where he is using Mjolnir, but just like as a rock. I, I love He's that. That's so, so cool. cool. <laughs> 
Uh, we then see him get snatched up by a frost giantess, and they're in love. They're gonna fuck. They sure are. I don't know how that works. Ditto. But <laughs> I like to watch. Yeah, that's gonna be rough. <laughs> so we cut to the next page. Where, uh, Aaron Cuter. Yep. Love me some Aaron Cuter. Mm-hmm. Uh, shows three ages. We see in the middle the original vision that that Aaron had for ancient Thor on uh-huh. top, his now altered vision turning uh-huh. into the Avengers of 1 million BC uh-huh. mm-hmm. with Odin, Phoenix, Phoenix, Starbrand, Star Hulk, and Mephisto. Mephisto, Mephisto. Mephisto confirmed. Uh, we see uh fuckboy Thor with Yarnbjorn and Mjolnir, which is tight as fuck. It's so tight. Yeah. Uh, alongside, uh, Native American Ghost Rider, we see the not Hulk. We see Iron <laughs> Fist, Black Panther. Black I'm Panther. Yeah. I'm not sure who is that. A Phoenix as well? The older woman on the right. The old lady. Yeah, I think that's supposed to be a Phoenix. Okay. Yeah, that's we, cool. And then that's supposed to be the Sorcerer Supreme behind. Is them. that is that Thor's mom? Now that we know that the Phoenix is his mom, is that Thor's mom? Because she's old and she might be the same and she's wearing a cape just like phoenix is in the that's a Odin good scene. question i guess we'll find out uh what next week or the week after stay when stay tuned Avengers 1 million bc comes out oh stay shit. tuned the origin of thor for better or for worse the thorigen if you will wait a minute that's really actually coming out next week like it's not out it, it's, it's actually no it, it's it still hasn't come out so they've been teasing us this whole time yeah are we've you been getting, serious like, snippets we've been getting yeah. little snippets <laughs> showing them me? in scenes what there's you... one shot coming out this month called who's <laughs> one million bc number one <laughs> which is supposed to actually explain the origin of thor <laughs> It's yes. Like yes. Yeah. You understand why I'm fucking frustrated. <laughs> you know what? I, I want to make a challenge for us. When what? that when that issue does come out, we need to bring it on and talk about it for the in the book club. You okay. want to bring it to the red table? We need to talk about it. <laughs> Emergency red table is what we're going to call that. That's what we're calling it. it is, yeah. <laughs> Thunder emergency. Holy God cops God. assemble. Oh my god, I didn't even think. Oh my god. So that's, that's what we're going to do. Listeners, hold us accountable. Whenever this one shot comes out, we have to talk about it. We're I think it's this upcoming week, but I'll double check and find out. Save that issue for me, Malcolm. Yeah, I got you. Same <laughs> thunder time. Same thunder chant. <laughs> and then at the bottom, we get a pretty sick fucking look into the future of the future. Yeah. Potentially. With uh, Phoenix Logan returned. We see Atlee, Elisiv, and Frigg, mm, Frigg. Mm. looking metal as hell. Hell yeah. Elisiv looking just like, I mean, closer to Thunderstrike than Ultimate Thor, but she's got the yep. discs. She's got yeah, the yeah, discs. Yeah, yeah. And she's got still got the, the mace and a katana. Yeah. Fucking with as far away as it is, a Sephiroth looking katana with how long that thing is. Uh-huh. And then we see... Atlee in the back, rocking Yarnbjorn, and a sick mohawk as well. Yep. Uh, and then we see Hulk Captain America with Mjolnir. I this know, is everything man. I needed. It's sure. uh, I've always wanted. Sure, all whatever. I wanted. All I ever wanted. Uh, then, speaking of everything Jacob wanted, cutting to the next scene, the present day, Roots of the World Tree, his boy, oh. Balder the Brave, is mm. now Balder, King of the Norns. Damn right, brother. 
with oh. art by Olivier Coipel. Hell yeah! Olivier oh. Coipel is the only person who should draw Balder. He right like this. I have never seen him so good looking. Like, he in looks this. so good. He's so cool in this. Yeah, I, I I would agree with that. I think Olivier Coipel was born to draw Balder. That, they that, they that have restored too, yeah. the Norn keep, and he is now the king of the Norns, saying, "This is for you, Carnilla, my love." I love that. Oh my Pride. god, he picked Pride up at the end of job. Then yeah. <laughs> we get a shot at Manhattan, and oh boy, oh boy, look at it, it's our girl. It's our girl Jane Foster. Wow, Man. look at that. Have you ever seen a skyline more beautiful? God, what a day. day. I'll miss the horse. Mr. Horse and, is your name. And Mr. Horse is like, fuck yeah. Let's ride. <laughs> yeah, that's not my name, but let's let's go. Yeah. <laughs> dun, 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 my name is Janice. <laughs> and tonight, we see ride the Valkyries tonight. We see Jane Foster Valkyrie ride off into the sky with Russell Dodderman back to draw his girl. Hell yeah. So Hell yeah. Love it. God damn. That is like, I love the, the lighting and the, the so good. Matthew Wilson, and, man. Yeah, that's really good. If I was going to buy a page from this entire run, it might be this page. Ditto. It is gorgeous. Ditto. It's either this one or the page of Thor and Jane kissing in the fire. Yep. It's either this page or that one. They're the two most beautiful pages I've ever seen in my Iconic. life. Iconic. Yeah. Like, yeah. I still prefer the beauty of her getting shot at with bullets and then bouncing off her like she's super. Fuck, that is a good page. Oh, yeah. God. So many good pages. So mm. we cut to the next scene, which Mike Del Mundo returns uh, for these next few pages. Okay, Jacob, do you have any context for this at all? Because this is picking up on a thing specifically from the Valkyrie book. Oh, uh, no, I just thought this was just the end results of like what happens at the end of the War of the Realms, really. That's but you don't know like... where Heimdall is. No, I th- he was okay. last time Good. I remember. Wait, last time, yeah, he was. He, in the War he of the was Realms. taking the sword back from Matt. Right. Because because then you get this. This is Sif drawn by Mike Del Mundo. Yeah. Uh, taking up the sword and reestablishing and... the Bifrost. Yeah. Reestablishing the Bifrost, That's and cool. now Sif is the guardian of the Bifrost. Yeah, I thought this dope was dope as really hell. Cool. Is which is cool. the current so it's dope but at the same time i miss sif a lot this is jacob this is still where things are is where she's the guardian of the bifrost oh she's just stuck like this right now yeah i just miss sif like being in the action shit. yeah me too. i like, don't see I a reason why shit. she can't do both i That's neither same. do i but same. they don't let her they have it. <laughs> correct yeah <laughs> We do she need just stands on the fucking bridge. It's like go there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but I mean, we do love a boss ass bitch who gets to order everybody around. This is a good point. Yeah, this is a good point. Yeah, you should yeah, see yeah. Her in a crown. You know what I mean? You should see her in a crown. Uh, so we see back in Asgard, the new Mjolnir forge. I wish this handle stuck around. On Mjolnir, the, I the, the, the hate the handle. <laughs> I yeah. like it. Oh, I, I like it. Too. Don't like it because it reminds me too much of the movies. That's oh, okay. fair, and that's probably it, why they did it. Yep, which is exactly <laughs> also why Mjolnir like is cracked to hell in yeah, the current. I, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> so we see eat my butt. Eat. <laughs> So we see Nasty. Mjolnir sitting on the throne of Asgard. <laughs> and we hear a, 
a quick little monologue from Thor saying, you know, I leave you here every each night for a reason, right? Because if I can't move you out of the way, then I don't deserve to sit here. So let's see where we are today then, shall we? He reaches over, picks up Mjolnir, says, all father it is, for another Norn at least. So be it. Gods know it's been a long, hard road to get to this place. And personally, old friend, I'm rather excited to see where we go from here. Can I just say, this is the best page of Mike Del Mundo art because it's it's so clear and concise. (laughs) If his run looked like this, I wouldn't have any problems with his run. I think it's so visually, especially from the page before to this page, it looks like two entirely different artists. I disagree. I think it all looks really cohesive. This is just just different locations. It's true. Location, location, location. It's all about location. Look, he just had time to like Resharpen his crayons to do this be- two-page spread. Let's be real; like it's really well done here. It's really well done. And we get also this beautiful double-page spread of just Asgard, rebuilt and thriving. Yeah. The tree is what really sets it. For the me big old tree. The, I I love the little houses. It looks like the Shire. No, yeah. you know what it looks like? Fucking radiant garden from Kingdom Hearts slash Traverse Town. Yeah, this shit looks like Traverse Town, and I love it. Is that is that like Pallet Town? I'm gonna hit you. <laughs> I'm gonna like it. You will. And so the the narration for now ends with the greatest of these are the ones that never die, the stories that stand immortal, enthroned, the worthiest of all our many imaginings. These are the stories of which gods are made. This has been the saga of King Thor. Long may he reign. And we see Thor seated atop Asgard. Now is the king. And we get this moment that I know I felt over the last week or two where Shadrach is looking at the King Thor book and says, gods, I, I don't want it to end. I don't want it to ever end. There are enough stories here that I, I can just keep reading them forever and ever and and the librarian is just like, dude, get the fuck back to work. Are you serious right now? And Shadrach, just like me, if I worked in a comic book shop, would said, you know, yeah, maybe I'll, I'll have time to read another one tomorrow. Books aren't going anywhere, right? There will always be more Thor stories. And we get this gigantic splash just filled with books that we've seen before, some that I didn't recognize going through all of these titles was really fun for me. Mm-hmm. Like reading through all of them. It's just very cool. It's very, very cool. And then we cut to the far future, the planet Indigar. And we find out the final fate of Gore. He has been reborn in a way. Uh, and we see that he's living on Indigar and the gods are loving him for the first time in his life, which I thought was a really nice ending for him. Yeah. Maybe he didn't deserve it. That's my problem. Yeah. <laughs> but again, but again, that's up for these gods to decide. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. thankfully for Gore, these gods are kind. Uh, so like for once, like how merciful, thema- right? Yeah, exactly. I like yeah. how thematic it is Yeah. that He's now surrounded by the gods that he wished that he had when he was just immortal. 
it's a great full circle moment for him. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so too. Yeah. Meanwhile, back on Midgard, uh, we see that the god that since Asgard is no more, the gods now live among the mortals, working hand in hand. And we see that after the destruction of the Necroverse, Thor has regrown his arm and his eye. And so he is whole once again. However, they realize after taking a quick pit stop to check in on Loki, who's powering the sun in a very all-star Superman kind and of a movie. very all-star Superman reference. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Oh boy. We see that entropy is still eating the universe and that they're the only ones left. And that if it's not stopped, then they could be consumed by it as well. So Thor makes a decision. He has one last goodbye with Mjolnir says goodbye to his girls drops the hammer for them to pick up. He says, my little women. <laughs> Just like <laughs> Mama Kirk. In goes, the greatest moment of 2019. He goes, goodbye, angels. And they say, <laughs> goodbye, Charlie. <laughs> um, they all say goodbye, they embrace, and then he sails off to go fight against the end of all things. And that's where we leave him. Again! Very All-Star Superman in that way mm-hmm. where we get this last scene which i absolutely fucking love oh the scene with willem dafoe yes where he's telling uh <laughs> where he's telling his sons james and dave franco about <laughs> the uh the story of <laughs> i was gonna go to don't work. be scared my children <laughs> that is thunder <laughs> God. Father, what's that sound? Don't be scared, my children. It is thunder. <laughs> and thunder is the sound of God loving us. God. Thunder is how we know he's up there fighting back the darkness for us. For another dawn. Another day for us to live and dream and strive to be worthy. Let me tell you, my children, of the mightiness of our God. Let me tell you the story of Thor. <laughs> Lightning strike, thunderclap. And I think that's really cool. I think it's really good. The narration says, you know, the spirit of a sword is to cut, the spirit of a hammer is to smash. But what is the spirit of thunder? Spirit of thunder is to be heard. Amen. And it it, it ends the way it begins. Exactly. With somebody telling a story about a Thor. story about Thor. And what I love about this too is if somehow you're a kid and you're reading this and you've stuck all the way through this run, you now get to think every single time that you hear the sound of thunder it's not something to be afraid of it means thor is up there protecting us and i think that's really fucking cool does does your guys' versions have the uh have the letters page have it does from jason aaron it does it has the because i have the complete collection so it has both his uh goodbye at the end of thor and then his goodbye at the end of king thor yeah, I, I like both a lot. I think I I think it's it, it's it's a nice like goodbye. I agree. Mm-hmm. And the, especially in this one, the last the last lines of you know him talking about like, oh it's 
I guess it means it's time to pass Mjolnir onto his new caretakers, Donny Cates and Nick Klein, who I can step aside and enjoy the cosmic ep- epicness that I know for a fact they're about to bestow upon us. And enjoy it, I will, because I'll be right there with all of you. The people I owe the most thanks to, the fans who read and supported this entire tale. I don't know how I could have ever possibly conveyed to you how deeply I've cherished and appreciated the connection we've forged from across the pages. If nothing else, I hope that connection has earned me the honor of standing alongside you as a Thor fan eagerly awaiting the next issue, the next grand adventure, the next chance to spend a little more time with a dear old friend. I love you, Thor. Most verily I do. Thanks for the chance to share that love with the world. I'll look for you in the storm clouds, friend. Like that, that shit gets me teary eyed. Yeah, same. (laughs) And that, that whole letters page is so like, cause it starts with, I'm not going to lie. It was hard to let go. And he tells the story about his upbringing and we've talked about it and speculated Uh about it Uh across this book club. He's an atheist. Yeah. And he, he had never been a fan of Thor. And in 2012, they had penciled him in to write somebody else. Uh And I want to know so bad who that person would have been. I have a feeling. Suspicions? Might have been Iron Man. I just have a feeling. That's interesting. I just just have a feeling that it might have been Iron Man. That kind of makes sense for him, for what he's done. Like that, to, to take over Iron Man would make a little more sense, yeah. Uh, I would have been really interested to see him write a cat book. Oh yeah, I I I'd love to see him on cat, but I wouldn't take away anything from that uh, remainder run. Oh, definitely not. Not even a little bit. <laughs> the fucking greatest. <laughs> and thankfully for all of us, he chose Thor. Yeah, he did. He had. He was never a fan. He had no inkling, but something told him I want to tell this story. He didn't even have a pitch. He just said, "Can I have Thor?" And he set out to write about a god that he that he wished he could believe in and i think that's incredibly powerful Mm -hmm. and i you know i hope that he did i hope that by the end of this he believed because that's i mean he made believers out of all of us um this this thor runs incredible yeah thor runs incredible uh king thor it does have its problems but I think when you when you look at it through a certain Charles M. Schultz lens, <laughs> there's a lot there. There's a little, uh, little dash of Dennis Leary. 50% peanuts, 25% Dennis Leary, and 25% the spirit of New York City. <laughs> <laughs> Equals King Thor. Equals King Thor. Ah. Um, yeah. I think it's a, it's a worthy finale for his story it's the story he wanted to tell and he set out to create an epic in 2012 and by god did he fucking create an epic um also in the uh collected edition you get a bunch of alternate uh covers which i Mm. love always looking through keep doing this marvel and dc keep showing the alternate covers in the trade yes yes Um, so good and it really gives you this complete feeling when you've closed the book and you've closed the chapter. So as we are rounding out here, gentlemen, final thoughts on King Thor. And uh, what was your favorite part? I'm going to go to Jacob first. Oh man. Like, um, 
this this book ends in the sense of uh, this is the the completion. I loved every I love this ending. I really did. I did feel like the the last few pages of this book was very um, very Return of the King endings where it's just like keeps fading out and keeps coming back in and we're like oh my god we're still not done with this okay all right um like i kept forgetting that the universe was dying and like oh right king thor what are you going to do about that oh you're going to sacrifice yourself to restart the universe that sounds about right okay cool uh, uh like like there's like little moments like that um uh, yeah like even what we talked about everything is i, I love this um my overall feeling is that if I wish I had this, I wish I had this Thor run when I was in high school, uh, when it was a little more religious and um, that this would have helped me um, better understand the religious aspect of like other gods and more appreciative about that kind of uh, uh, um, that uh, openness to other, other uh, that religious aspect. Um uh, cause it would have been, it would have had a big influence on me. Like this, this still has a, this run still has an influence on me, but it would even be bigger if it was a younger Jacob like reading this. Cause like, that's what a lot of these books that we, we pick up on these, uh, uh in, in this book club, like with invincible and everything like that. I keep thinking like, what if I read this sooner? What if I read uh, this during either its original run or whether I read this as a kid, you know, and like, this is definitely one of those books. Like I wish I read as a kid because, um, I was obsessed with Superman at the time. And so this would have definitely like really elevated my love into Marvel even more um, than just Spider-Man. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I, rec- I, this is great. I recommend this to everybody who wants to get into a Thor run. Um, it, it's, it's honestly the best out of the three, uh, three books that I had to go through. Uh, that I uh, three Thor books like from the J, J. Michael Shavinsky run to the the fraction version to this and like this is like the best this is the best lead up like um to to Thor that I've ever seen and check it out guys it's the way it's the way to it's the way to be worthy <laughs> for sure Malcolm I love this run uh I love this run it I'll be honest, it actually came to me at the perfect time because uh, I grew up in a religious background and around like 2010 is where I really started questioning things in religion. And by the time we get to 2012 and this starts coming out, I had pretty much firmly been out of it. Um, I was pretty sold on not being, I, you know, not not quite atheist, but I guess agnostic would be the right choice. and this this all speaks to me very hard because of that. There's two books that I'm very fortunate I got to read because of that or in in that time frame. It's this and Preacher. Uh, oh, nice. The two, the two things I read, you know, for the first time. I read Preacher for the first time, like maybe like six or seven years ago. I was just like, holy shit, this this is way more impactful for me now where I am right now. Uh, and it's the same with this Jason Aaron Thor run. Uh, I, I think this, it's, it's an amazing run. It's an incredible run. Um, it r- absolutely reflects my ideas on religion and on people and on the belief of people. And, you know, it, I, I, think, it's, I think it's just an incredible, incredible journey. Um, favorite part of this volume specifically? Uh, shit, I... I really do love that last couple pages 
that it ends with the story. Yeah. Um, it, it ends with a a you know uh, uh, an Adam like character telling Cain and Abel the story of their God. You know, mm-hmm. I I do love the symmetry of that. I think that's mm-hmm. really interesting. Um, so that might be my favorite part of this. But uh, yeah, it's I mean it's it's an immense it's been an incredible run. Even though I don't love uh, King Thor, I think most of King Thor is pretty unnecessary. But you could have that last issue just be like the last issue of the run and I'd be totally fine. Um, But yeah, I, I, it's an incredible run. It gave me one of my favorite interpretations of a character ever, which is Jane Foster's Thor. I love Jane Foster now. Jane Foster (laughs) before this run was just, I mean, unfortunately it was just, you know, the love interest. Yeah. She was boring and Mm -hmm. it was unfair to that character. And you, you look at what they did with Jane Foster in this run and Holy shit. Like what a, they they gave that character agency and establishment like so fucking wonderfully, um, and also introduced one of my my new favorite love interests and the most underserved character, Ross Solomon. Uh, Solomon, <laughs> Ross Solomon, who I will fight for for the rest of my life. Same. Oh. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm with you guys. This this run's been incredible. I've been loving it. It's i i caught on to this book also at a weird time in my life i was in college and right around the time that this book was really starting to pick up was around the time that i met jacob for the first time (laughs) um and i loved this book this is my thor run um and the fact that i'm able to share it with the two of you through this series has been incredible and i yeah. loved every single moment of it yeah same. um yeah, favorite thing about king thor i mean king thor i think is the ending that it deserved maybe not the ending that we all kind of pictured for it but it wraps up in a way that ties a bow on pretty much everything yeah that Jason Aaron set up beforehand and I mean my favorite part is just all of the artist cut-ins telling about the stories yeah really really love that um and Jason Aaron loves Thor you can tell um it's it's an incredible story told by incredible storytellers uh Jason Aaron we're talking uh, Mike Del Mundo, Asad Ribic, Russell Dodderman, all of the different uh, guest artists that came in and out throughout the series. It is a saga and an odyssey for, I mean, for a generation. Mm-hmm. If you go mm-hmm. through this, like this is seven years of storytelling and it is for me, the definitive Thor. Like, Simonson Thor was definitive for a lot of people and still is for a lot of people. But I think, you know, when you talk about modern runs, like the Aaron run stands head and shoulders above the rest. Uh Um, And it it is that for a reason. So uh, before we start talking about what's next, we got some emails here, which means Malcolm, what time is it? It's the mail time. It's the mail time. It's the mail time. It's the mail time. 
If you want to be part of the Geeksplained Book Club mailbag, send your emails to geeksplained at gmail.com. Put uh, terrific mailbag, ultimate mailbag, book club mailbag in the uh, in the subject header, and we will read it here as part of the show. We have three emails to check out. First off, Are any of them necro related? I mean, it. They could be. I, I just wanted to know if I should get our friend one one of our necro friends in. I just I I'll, just wanted. To. I'll keep an eye on it. Just in case. keep 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 an eye. Just let me know. Uh, our <laughs> our okay. first uh, our first mailbag comes from our boy Michael Cox. Mike. Always good to hear from Mike. Mike, uh, Mike writes, uh, hey, Eric, happy birthday. Thank you, sir. As happy you're listening birthday. to this, uh, it's my birthday. Yeah, it is. So uh, as you're listening to this, August 12th, it is my birthday. Uh, thank you, birthday. Mike. Thank you, my co-hosts. Uh, he writes about something specifically not uh, for the book club, but I wanted to include it here. Uh, he says, with the release of Prey and the overall positive reception it had, it's probably a safe bet to say that it won't be the last time we see the lead actress Amber Midthunder in a movie. Her being an incredibly talented performer in an action film has, of course, brought up fan casting her for a comic book property. Knowing how the MCU likes to take characters, modernize them a bit, and really give them a push, I wouldn't mind seeing her cast as Danny Moonstar. Who would you cast her as in a future project, whether it be DC, Marvel, or any other pop culture property you can think of? Wait, who was this name? Uh, Amber Midthunder. She was the lead for Prey that released this past week. A movie I have been obsessed about. It's the latest Predator movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. is incredible. She was also... In Legion. Uh, in Legion. Right. Thank yeah. you. I was just about to read. I was yeah. going to say, have you guys watched Legion? Yeah. Because uh, yeah. when I was I watching have... Legion, I felt like she was the most underrated actress. She was super... Yeah. I only Very watched good. the first season. And I haven't watched since but it's not because i didn't like it it's just because i got i got uh, caught up in other things but i am watching season two oh my well it's coming just a warning like season one is the uh, is like the best and then season two is really mucky and then three kind of like clears (laughs) up that muckiness a little it's very star wars original trilogy but reversed in a sense of the second (laughs) season being the ba- the worst <laughs> i think it's all golden baby oh really okay <laughs> i think it's, it's all little, golden baby. i had to rewatch season two a lot because it got a little too weird it got a little too random See, that's the thing season one is somehow the most cohesive cognitive yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> which like, is saying something because that's just fucking weird that shows yeah bananas. yeah yeah so I would say, yeah, Mike, if you haven't watched Legion yet, go check out Legion. She's incredible in that. I she's would... the muscle of that team, and she's awesome. She is so good, yeah. She's so I, good. I would say I do think she would crush it as Danny Moonstar. That's a pretty tight choice. A great choice. That's pretty um, sweet. I'd also, just for me, if there was ever, because you know at some point they're going to make it, uh, if there's ever a Legion, uh, Legion of Superheroes movie, Dawnstar, Fuck, she Dawnstar? would crush. Fuck, dude. So, uh, yeah, uh, those are the ones I would pick. Um, here's gonna be a real controversial one, real say controversial. It. Say it, Jessica Jones, bro. Ooh. I, oh, I, I do, you, yeah. do you think they're not gonna bring back? I'm okay with not interesting. Jones. That's fine, interesting. That's fine. I think, 
I think also there is a precedent in the comics for uh, Raven to be because she is i believe apache in earth one in earth one yeah i was gonna say if they go the earth one style yeah hell yeah Uh, that'd be really 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 cool Ooh, that would be cool jacob any Uh, any ideas um i do like the idea of her the first thing i thought of was like make her the make her batwoman you know like (laughs) (laughs) well we could never have that now i know i know exactly (laughs) But, uh, uh, I mean, like a movie, like actual movie, though, of, ba- of Batwoman, that would be good. Um, uh, God, I had you, you, you guys took like some good ones that were like actually like possibly stirring up in there. Uh, y- y- wouldn't she be good for like something in like Wonder Woman's kind of uh, Yo, legacy? Donna Troy. Donna Troy. I was yeah. just thinking Dude, that. She oh, would. That. That'd be Rock is Donna yeah. Troy. That's a great Nothing against pick. Donna Leslie. Yeah. I think he's fucking That's, fantastic. Donna I couldn't Troy. remember. Yeah, nothing the, against her. Yeah. I, I couldn't think of the or name. Or hell, fucking make her Artemis. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, that'd be tight. That giant ass axe she's got that'd around. Be like, mm-hmm. Hell yeah. That'd, that'd be sick. crush. She would also be good in Thor. Why not? Just like Ross uh, Solomon, uh, I thought he'll be <gasps> dude. Ross Solomon, wow, yeah, Amber actually, Mid Thunder, Ross Solomon. Solomon, yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, give, let's give go. give her that Disney Plus series. Yeah, let's go, Ross Solomon, let's, Agent of Wakanda. Oh, hell yeah! Oh my god, <laughs> fuck yeah, that'd be great, dude. If she popped up, not to, this is not going to happen. She popped up in Wakanda forever, and we got. Fuck fucking man. Namor, oh. fucking Nakia, and Ross Solomon. Fuck the same hell. movie. That'd be sick, bro. You fucking imagine. That'd be tight. I mean, I do love. I I do like the idea of her being the new Wolverine. That would be kind of fun too. Yeah. I saw that thrown be, around, and I think that'd yeah. be tight. If she was Laura, I, I think that'd be pretty. Yeah. Sick. That would be great as well. I think that's oh, a yeah. really good call. Um. I, Think so too. That said, all of this is really funny because my new favorite joke, uh, whenever my partner and I are watching a TV show, is like if there's a particular bit of acting, I'll say, oh, "You see that scene right there? That's what got them this Marvel character." <laughs> <laughs> so, like, perfect example. Like, there was there was a we were watching what we do in the shadows last night, uh-huh. and uh, there was a bit where like Guillermo was freaking out, and I was like, "You see that swearing bit right there?" That's what got him Nova. (laughs) 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 Because it's almost not a joke anymore. Let's stop doing this. (laughs) (laughs) But also, if they want to get Harvey, uh, I can't pronounce his last name. I I don't actually remember his last name. I don't remember his last name. Dead. But they want to get him as like fucking Nova. I'm here for it. Put him in. He's wonderful. Oh, my God. Would not argue with that. Yeah. Uh, Apparently thanks. he's killing his Nightwing right now. So I mean he's he is. That Nightwing has popped up in the Harley Quinn animated series. Yeah. And the portrayal is perfect. The scenes I've seen online are pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> uh next email comes from Adam Stringfellow. Good brother Adam, Adam. Stringfellow. Uh Adam writes, Hey team. I wanted to say that I've enjoyed this Days of Thunder Marathon each week looking into the lore of Thor. I can now say I have a much better understanding of the god and goddess of thunder, and I think I have a firm grasp as to why Thor has stood the test of time for decades now. We did it. We did it. We did it. We did it, Joe. (laughs) Mission accomplished. (laughs) (laughs) He says, I'm still more of a Jane Foster stan. Right. So 
and love and thunder did nothing for me at all also same uh but i'm open to reading more stories about thor because of y'all for my question this week i want to ask the three of y'all this what interaction between a hero and villain that we nor don't normally see play out would the three of y'all like would want to see for example in lieu of my avengers lineup last week i'd very much like to see how an interaction between t'challa and wilson fisk would go i'd love to see t'challa put someone like wilson fisk in his place and unlike daredevil and spider-man in a way i feel like t'challa would absolutely not tolerate any of fisk's bullshit schemes and it would be very interesting to see how an interaction between a king and a kingpin would play out that's the title of the issue king and kingpin um i want to say that there's a little bit of that in black panther most dangerous man and without fear oh yeah yeah yeah. i want to say that there's a little i can't remember for certain but uh you would assume adam if you if you haven't read that there's this great period of time right after shadowland where daredevil fucks off uh to find himself and leaves t'challa as the protector of hell's kitchen T'Challa has been kicked out of Wakanda at this point. He's not the king. Uh, he's not the Black Panther. Um, and so he he doesn't have like any resources or any action, like any, you know, tech or anything like that. And he becomes like the Black Panther of, of Hell's Kitchen. And it's a fantastic run. It's him without the powers of Black Panther. He's basically just like, you know, still T'Challa smart and really clever and goes to like literally goes to Radio Shack to build like all of his tech and stuff like that, which is fucking awesome. And he runs a diner. Uh, he's that's like his covers that he's running like a Wakandan food diner, like in Hell's Kitchen. But it's it's great. Uh, and I think there's a little bit of him going up against Kingpin in there. Um, so check that out. I completely forgot about that run. So that's that is an I love that, that great run. pull. Uh, Francesco Francavia drew most of that run. Oh, and it's written by David Liss, who's a novelist. Um, Ooh, but I'm it's, gonna have it's to a check fantastic that out. run. It's super good. I love uh, Francavia's art. My favorite Black Panther design. Is that the one with the trench coat? No, no. Uh, I'll send you guys a picture right now. Okay, but it's, it's okay. sick. But so to his question, what? What hero and villain interaction would you like to see that we normally don't see? You know, uh, uh, I love um, a particular character because of um, how relate, how much it is like Spider, how much she is like Spider Man. I would love to see um, the unbeatable Squirrel Girl uh, meet Norman Osborn. Um, as the Green Goblin, I think that would be interesting in the sense of like how, you know, like how opposite she is in terms of being she's very perky and optimistic and things go for her a little bit better and how it would go against Spider-Man's greatest villain, uh, um, how they would interact in some sense. I kind of like the idea of this um mad scientist mogul who's like this villain that goes up against this perky little squirrel girl with a with a pet uh squirrel as a sidekick i think that would be kind of cool <laughs> that would be cool it, it's funny because my first thought too was like okay norman osborne and who because i think he's he's one of the most interesting same um yeah my same. first literally thought, same <laughs> my first thought immediately was oh obviously norman osborne and cyclops and it did happen and it was incredible and it was incredible it's one of the best stories out of that era best part of the utopia era for me um so i think something that i don't remember seeing but i would be very interested to see would be um superior spider-man and dr doom oh boy that's specifically dr doom or infamous iron man 
either one that's because true. i'm really i'm still surprised that that didn't really happen yeah that that's true because they were both doing the hero game yeah. that, that should have happened yeah that is that a good cool. that is a good call so that's so the that, first splash oh, page from, that's a great uh, that is, oh okay yeah that is a great that's cool. design that's a so great he's just, design <laughs> so he's just pat so he's just batman that's what you're just it's basically me. him just being batman yeah more or, or less yeah awesome. Body armor. It is and that is dope. Excellent as run. That is so. Cool. It didn't last very long. It was about a year, but it's That's fantastic. So, I'm gonna it also crosses it over I'm... with Spider Island, where he gets like the Spider-Man, oh, and, but he gets multiple arms, and so it's Black Panther running around with like six arms. It's fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> Spider That's Island. Um, so Malcolm, what would be your hero and inter- villain interaction that we don't normally? Well, see we've here? already mentioned both of them. Norman Osborn and Black Panther. There isn't enough of that. It's true. True. Sure. They're the two most underrated dudes in their fields. You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're both underrated for how un- how incredibly smart they are. So uh there is not enough of that. Even with like Dark Rain and stuff, there wasn't a ton of that. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I think there should have been. Uh it's two characters I love very dearly. But it's funny, I did immediately think like Norman Osborn and who? Yeah, it's weird, oh, right? Because yeah. you just want yeah. Norman Osborn to like fuck around with everybody. Exactly. Um, I think Norman Osborn and the Runaways would also be really awesome. Um, that would be dope as hell. Because I think those characters need to go up against bigger, bigger, interesting threats like that. So like the Runaways are like I know there's you know yeah. like one quick story with them and the Kingpin, yeah. but like the Kingpin stuff like that. I mean um, Nor- Norman Osborn and Kamala Khan would be ooh. Fantastic. Norman Kamala would be really good. Like, uh, you know Nor- what? Norman and the Norman Champions. and Norman and Miles. Norman and Miles. We don't get a lot of Norman and Miles. It's true. I don't think we really have like any. Yeah. And I think that would be really interesting. That would yeah. be very interesting. Uh, especially since Miles, you know, has the history of his Norman Osborn. Yeah, who is a who fucking is psychopath. A fucking yeah. monster. More and that's somehow later. literally compared to this mo- like this Norman yeah. is still a monster. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that would be really cool. Uh yeah. So yeah, I think th- those are our picks. Yeah, uh, and then Adam, as he does, uh, also adds a PS. He says, "Thanks for liking my Avengers lineup last week. I loved all of y'all's as well. And I'd very much like to see how all of our rosters would play out if it were a thing." Additional question: But who are each of y'all's comic book crushes, if you have them? For me, it's the redesigned Peter Parker and in Insomniac Spider-Man for the PS5. While I agree that with everyone that they shouldn't have redesigned the Yay. model for Peter in that game, I'd be lying if I said Twink Peter Parker don't make me want to act up. <laughs> I I, I kind of agree with that. <laughs> I agree. Really? I was like, so, Twink, when they, they redesigned him, I was like pissed off that they didn't like keep the, the, the voice actor and everything. Like they did that, keep that. the voice well, actor. No, I mean the, the voice, voice actor's actor. look. I mean the voice yeah, actor's Yeah, I would say that, that yeah. original look is... Yeah, that original yeah. look was a was good Peter Parker me. look. But then yeah. when they made him like uh, the forward hair combed uh, Twinkie boy, I was just like, <laughs> this is not my thing, but I mean, yeah, I guess yeah, I might wrong. replay this game. Shit. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, yeah. So, right. uh, so everyone rattle off one comic book crush. Just one. It's Emma. Who looks sexy? Mm. It's Emma. It's always going to be Emma. Mm. That's Sorry, a good guy. Gwen Stacy. Yeah, well, that's just I'm, I'm, that's just normal. That's just normal given. I'm loyal. I'm loyal. What yeah. can I say? That's just basic as fuck. And it's what uh, she deserves. <laughs> this Gwen Stacy. Um, 
Oh, that cover looks so good. Oh, that's really cute. Giant size Gwen Stacy came out this week. You better have all picked it up. Finally, it's done. I'm so it, excited. <laughs> does, she, does she die three times inside of it? Is that what happened? No. I'm going to you, Jacob, and I'm going to fight you. <laughs> it's a series that takes place before she even met Peter. It's like Gwen in high school. Oh, that's cute. Getting involved with like some crime shenanigans. Ah, yeah. yeah. It's like a good I, Archie book. My, yes. Yeah, my That's pick is Mark Grayson. It's always going to be Mark Grayson. You call yeah, me what? basic as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, I get it. I get it, but it's fucking fine. You call I me basic it. as fuck. I mean, but how yes. can you go wrong? I get the it. The king of the Voltramites. <laughs> That's true. Uh, and then finally, we have a an email from uh, Joey Amarim. Uh, Joey. I that if I didn't, please correct me. Uh, he writes, hello, Eric and crew. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I've been listening to the book club for about a year, and I couldn't help but notice a lack of DC representation. I know you guys like to tackle long runs, so here's a thought. With the Flash movie allegedly set to release next June, I personally think a great choice for the next book you guys wrap up, or next book after you guys wrap up Ultimate Spider-Man, would be Joshua Williamson's Flash run. It has its ups and downs, in my opinion, but it can't be denied that it has plenty of fans and its overall quality greatly helped elevate Williamson to becoming the de facto head writer at DC. And if my math is right, you guys could get through a good portion of the run by the time the film releases. Your thoughts. Anyway, thank you for your time, and thank you for being the best comics podcast in the business. Excelsior True Believers, Joey. Hey, thanks, Joey. Thanks, Joey. Joey. I will say it is hilarious that he talks about no DC representation and then ends with Excelsior True Believers. (laughs) I love that. Joey, I love that for you. Bill Finger Um, would be proud. (laughs) (laughs) um we have talked about uh what's next after ultimate spider-man um we're keeping that under wraps for now but we have explored talking dc books um did he uh wait real quick this flash like run that he mentioned is this flashpoint because the only flash book i know is flashpoint i hate (laughs) uh this is the rebirth run starting in 2016 all right um Great Which writing. I think Joey has a very correct read on. It it has its ups and downs. Absolutely. But its ups are incredibly high. And its downs are just like it's super mediocre. Um, but uh it would be interesting. Josh Williamson on a very good map. Yeah. Um, Josh Williamson crushing it on Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths right now. Doing great. Oh, Doing great. Doing okay. great he also he also yeah. did a nice little uh, nice little bit for himself on Batman for a little bit. Oh, story I really liked. I really liked that. I first liked it much lot. more for the art than I did yeah. for the mm, uh, George Molina art. What can I say? Um, <laughs> but yeah, we will we will take that into and uh, we will take that into advisement because yeah. the, I think doing it to celebrate the release of Flash would be a little uh, ill advised. Uh, because no, who knows if that movie actually... runs <laughs> and, and reverse Flash stories to lead up to that. He's he's gonna. Do you see that report? That yeah. like, like uh, Warner Brothers Discovery thinks there's three different paths three different they can outcomes take here. here. Yeah. The first one is that Ezra Miller does a tell-all interview explaining his erratic behavior. Yeah. Which what the, how the fuck can you explain that except going like, it was the reverse Flash the whole time. Eobar <laughs> uh, Thawne framed me. They are literally just the reverse flash. That's who they are at this point. That's who they are. Just truly make them the reverse flash in the movie and you're fine. 
villain <laughs> villain is as villain does. Villain uh, is as villain the does. second one is to I think they said recast. Yeah. And then the third one is to just scrap the just whole movie. Scrap it. Which again <laughs> which is probably the best option. <laughs> is the best option. And then just give us back Batgirl. Batgirl. Yes, please. Wouldn't it be amazing that they Ezra Miller was the reverse flash after all of this and just Grant Gustin just comes out of like some speed force tunnel and just ends up being our flash for the rest of this movie. That'd be sick. And that's why they're ending the show. That'd that's be why, they're why they're ending the show. The show. They're like, yeah. you're, you're you've made the jump for, to the main roster, baby. Yeah. If halfway through that movie. We find out that Ezra Miller has been the reverse flash. That it's actually an Eobard Thawne. It explains so much. And then a portal opens, and you hear that TV flash. The like. I would, I would love to see what that, that creative sick. team would do with a movie budget. It'd be sick as fuck. Yeah, it'd be great. And be the actual sick. best live action flash costume. Wouldn't it be great if this was they, the Iron yeah. Man of the DC cinematic universe that just starts next year all of a sudden? Just like this is just our Iron Whoa. Man. Whoa, wait a second. Like, it's not going to start next year because, guys, I don't want whatever. you to forget that Black Adam this year is going to change the hierarchy uh, oh, of yeah. the universe forever. <laughs> You're right. The How power dynamics of the DC universe are going to change forever, guys. How could I forget? I for, yeah. Black Adam. I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I forgot. Uh, to be reminded of this now. Still really Please excited for Shazam 2, With baby. your bottle of Terramana. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's right. This entire Days of Thunder has been sponsored by Terramana the entire time. Because it's not Marvel. <laughs> no. Um, Joey, we, we will definitely take a look at that. Um, that's honestly not a run that I had thought of for the book club. We had thought of other DC runs, but... We'll we'll put it in put it in the uh, in the little rattle cage and yeah. whichever ball we take out it's gonna be what ne- comes up next. We actually, you know, we spent the money in the rattle cage. We gotta use it. It's true. Um, Wait, is that not for rattlesnakes? No, Malcolm. <laughs> uh, Malcolm's been in possession of the rattle cage, and apparently he's been using it incorrectly. Oh God! So- <laughs> oh, they're gonna be so mad when I go in there. <laughs> um, but yeah thank you to joey adam and mike for writing in and as always if you thank have you, a message for us or questions feel free to send them to geeksplain at gmail.com put uh book club mailbag terrific mailbag ultimate mailbag in the subject header and we will read it here on the book club but gentlemen we have reached the end of the days of thunder i feel like mr rogers like taking off his cool shoes and putting on his dress shoes and you know. so the time is done it's <laughs> yeah. not the song but yeah we, i was gonna yeah. say that song <laughs> however even though the days of thunder have ended after the thunder we've got one more story to tell next week as a special after the thunder <laughs> tell all special <laughs> tell all special a reunion special um, after the rose <laughs> after the rose um, is this like is this like the bachelor where like all the yeah, people can yeah, Mjolnir's been the roses the whole time yeah, yeah exactly oh, you didn't know that Mjolnir is the sled oh, yeah that's Jason Aaron's a huge bachelorette fan that's what this whole that thing makes is sense. you guys didn't 
Anyway, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. Next week, after the Thunder, we are doing a special epilogue episode where we will be covering Jane Foster Valkyrie. The story after the story of the Goddess of Thunder as Jane takes on the responsibility of being the new and only Valkyrie for the Marvel Universe. And the synopsis goes like this it's a 12 issue series um 10 isn't it 10 issue 10 issues yeah because it was it's supposed to be 12 but then the pandemic <laughs> you are absolutely right my friend uh so it's a 10 issue series um and the synopsis if i can pull this up goes like this jane foster stars in an all-new ongoing series well that's a little uh, discouraging uh it says a new uh-huh. hero emerges straight from the pages of the war of the realms for years you knew her as dr jane foster one of thor's most steadfast companions then you knew her as thor the goddess of thunder who took up the mantle when no other hero god or human was worthy now jane takes on a new role as valkyrie guide and fairy woman to the dead but her days of punching are far from over War of the Realms master architect Jason Aaron and superstar Al Ewing join forces with rising star artist Kafu for the book that'll have everyone talking. So, as you heard, Jason Aaron, Al Ewing, Kafu, it's incredible. This story we are going to continue on. I can't wait to finish off Jane's story with this Valkyrie run, and I'm very excited for all of us to read it together. So, uh, stay tuned next week for the Days of Thunder after the Thunder special as we cover Jane Foster Valkyrie. Be there or be square, not a circle. Mike. But <laughs> for now, for the Geek Explained Book Club, I've been Eric Azana. I've been Malcolm Russell Nelson. And I've been Jacob Brown. Stay safe, stay worthy. And we will see you next time. After the thunder rides the Valkyrie. Love is a setting sun, is a smoking gun, is a four letter word. I hope it hurts. Love is a fatal flaw, is a broken jaw, is a burning bridge.
is a photograph. 